What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. It is Friday, November 16th. We have a very special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson from Kentucky Sports Radio. Really excited to have her on. She's a good friend of mine, good friend of the podcast. She's going to come on. We're going to talk all things Kentucky athletics, including the new KSR Bar in Lexington, Kentucky. It's a great place, great food. Go check it out. Got to give those guys a plug. I love the place absolutely to death. But first and foremost, wanted to have some friends over for the big game. Don't have enough space. Wish you had an open floor plan so you could pair your game day chili in the kitchen. Watch overtime on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and Anna Haltom directly at Century 21. They're licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You will be game day ready in absolutely no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee, next to Old Hickory Steakhouse. Each office is independently owned and operated. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. This is the Mitch Davis Show. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page of the Mitch Davis Show. Also, subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, we're on everywhere. So go check us out. Just type in the Mitch Davis Show. Make sure you like it. Make sure you review it. And make sure you share it with your friends. We greatly appreciate it. And we're going to be joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson. We are joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson on the phone from KSR. How are you doing, Ms. Thompson? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Ready for uh, Kentucky MTSU tomorrow. Yeah, we really need to get the fan base back on track. I feel like the loss to Georgia and, of course, the loss to Tennessee is kind of taking the wind out of everybody's sails. So hopefully tomorrow can get everybody back on board. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I was in Knoxville last weekend. That loss to Tennessee just really seemed to, like you said, kind of take the wind out of the sail a little bit. Talk about how important this game with MTSU, because this is not a bad Blue Raider team. No, not at all. I actually was just looking at um because they played both Vanderbilt and Georgia this season. And although the scores don't reflect it, they did some good things versus some SEC defenses. So I, I Kentucky can't look afford to look past MTSU. I mean, I think we saw how bad things got versus Tennessee. The offense just looks completely out of whack, and whether that is due to the offensive line kind of taking a step back or play calling, you know, the debate rages on. But this team really needs just a feel-good, you know, route, like a 30-point win, I think, it's going to be Benny Snell's last game at Kroger Field, most likely. So what better way to send him off than against the pretty poor rush defense? You know, MTSU has allowed a lot of rushing yards this year. So, you know, it's there for the taking. But as we've seen, you know, you Kentucky cannot afford to look past a team like MTSU. You know, and I completely agree with that. Let's talk about the play calling real quick, because you're more around the program than I am. What are people around the program saying about Eddie Grant and the play calling on offense? Because since the South Carolina game, as you know, the play calling has been dismal. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I think you look at Kentucky's offense, and everybody wants to blame Terry Wilson for the woes, but I think the running game has just gotten off track somehow and I, I think a lot of that is due to the offensive line I, there have been some injuries and they've had to shuffle things around I, for some reason or another they're just not creating the lane for Benny that they used to and also Benny's a little banged up you know three seasons he takes 
many carries per game. I mean, it's incredible. And, you know, along with the, the offensive line isn't giving him room, and they're not giving Terry Wilson a lot of protection. So instead of calling out the play calling, which, you know, is frustrating at times, I think the, you know, the offensive problems are really due to the offensive line struggling. You know, and I, I can totally see that. Let's talk a little bit about these seniors. And, and you know, with Josh Allen, C.J. Conrad, what have they meant to this program? And how do you see Kentucky honoring these guys coming Saturday? I think there are a few senior classes that can compare to what this, this class has done. I was looking at it yesterday, and Josh Allen alone, I mean, he is just he's a program changer. And that term gets thrown around a lot, but I think it truly applies to him. And he was a late addition to that 2015 signing class. He, you know, the UK coaches didn't even, he wasn't really on the radar until one of Stoops' friends called him up and said, hey, you need to go scout with this guy named Josh Allen. And he was a two-star. So, and they, you know, all Derek Ainsley, who at the time was the, the DB coach needed, was one look at Josh Allen to say, hey, we got to get this guy on a plane and, and bring him to Lexington. And the rest is history. I mean, it's not just Josh. Like you said, C.J. Conrad has been just huge for this program. And, you know, people are always going to say, you know, give the ball to C.J. Why haven't we given the ball to C.J.? But he's proven this season that he is an NFL talent. And also, Mike Edwards, you know, another huge, huge part of this defense. Bucky Stallings, you know, he won the SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week award a couple times this year. I think the, you know, the offensive line is really going to miss him and Georgia sophomore Jay. There's so many of these seniors that we just have come to think of as the defining part of this team. You know, Jordan Jones is another one, Darius West. It's, it's going to be really hard to replace them, but luckily Kentucky's bringing in talent, you know, promising guys that I think will fill the void. But it's going to be really sad tomorrow to see him play their last game. You know, I I, uh, I had one of those moments today, and I was like, man, this is the last time we're going to see, you know, Darius West. We're going to see Jordan Jones. I was like, man, this is kind of sad. But this is the last football question <laughs> I have for you. What What are your expectations for the rest of the season heading into the bowl game, and where do you think the Cats are going to go bowling? Well, I think, I think they're going to win tomorrow. I think they're going to win versus Louisville. Although, if you would ask me the day after the Tennessee game, like, I was – I was so depressed. I was almost like talking myself into Louisville, yallying around their interim coach or whatever and, and beating Kentucky. I, I don't think that's actually going to happen. Uh, I think Kentucky will end up in a probably the Citrus Bowl, which, you know, if you had told Kentucky fans that was going to happen before the season began, I, I think we'd all say that, that we were dreaming. So I think that's a huge accomplishment for the program, even though – I think we all let ourselves dream past that. But, yeah, the Citrus Bowl is great. New Year's Day Bowl in, you know, Florida. It's going to be sunny, beautiful. You can go to Disney World or Harry Potter World. I think it's going to be great for the program. I think I'm more excited about the warm bowl game after the snow in Memphis we had uh, this week. I'm, I, I, was, I was done with us. I said, man, this is November. Get me to our bowl game in January. We did. We actually got like maybe, it would maybe, I say lightly maybe, we maybe got an inch up here in Memphis. Oh, wow. That doesn't happen too often. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty miserable. I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's fast forward to the bowl game here so I can get down to Orlando. 
So let's uh, let's change gears and let's talk a little bit of basketball. I know you're basically on the basketball beat. Let's just talk about this basketball team. Let's talk about that Duke game first and how the Cats kind of rallied around. You know, after that game, you know, Southern Illinois, then they go to North Dakota and they, you know, play good against North Dakota as well. Talk about what that Duke game did to the team. It was pretty bad. I mean, I, I was there at that game and I, everybody's expectations were so high. I remember seeing the guys warming up in the tunnel before they went out, and they were hyped. Like, they were excited, and I don't know if it was just, you know, they got out there, and Duke was so much better. I think Duke was just hungrier for that game, and they're so good. Like, R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, and even, I'll put Cameron Reddish in there, too. Those guys are good. And I think Kentucky's got a lot of talent. But those three wanted to make a statement, and they did. And it was demoralizing. Yeah. And I think it, at, a, at a certain point, Kentucky was just knocked back on their heels and didn't know what to do. You know, and I completely agree with that. And watching from afar, watching from back here in Memphis, it seems like Calipari did kind of an early camp cow. Yeah, yeah, I think he has to. I mean, how else could you – that Duke game was going to linger, and I think it's still going to linger. You could see it against Southern Illinois. It just kind of stuck around. It, it's one of those losses that it's going to take a while to shake off, but I think that that's why Calipari kind of turned things around in practice. Yeah, he says he went back to old school ways, which I guess means diving after balls and you know, doing drills like that and wall sits. But I think he had to get this team's attention and have them believe that, you know, having these really hard physical practices was going to turn everything around and make it better. And they did look much, much better versus North Dakota. I think that's the team that we had all expected to see from the get-go, you know. That looked like the team that was beating up on other teams in the Bahamas. Yeah, and, and, and that's something that I saw on that Friday night. You know, Kentucky just looked a lot better, you know, and they just they looked a lot better in that Duke game, looked a lot better in the Southern Illinois. And I kind of like the starting lineup as well. Who do you see in the end that's going to be in that starting lineup? I think Emmanuel quickly has, has shown to be a, a pretty dependable guard. I still think Ashton Hagens is going to come on at some point. He, obviously, he's struggled so far. Hopefully, by the end of the year, he can he can – find a way to work himself into that lineup. He's got a lot of work to do, but his defense is so you know important. And that could be just a huge factor for Kentucky if he's able to get things together. So I, I think by the end of the year, it's going to be quickly Hagen. You have to play Keldon Johnson. I mean, he is the only player that is capable of just dominating the game. Uh, so I would do him and then probably read Travis and P.J. Washington. You know, if you had asked me at the beginning of the year, like right after the Bahamas, I may have said Nick Richards. But, you know, P.J. and Reed have been really impressive. P.J. especially in the last game. And and Reed, I just think you have to have his experience in there. You know, when the other guys seem to either, you know, waver or kind of, you know, get complacent, he's the one you can depend on to work the post and get the rebound. Yeah, and I completely agree with this. And this is the last basketball question that we're going to talk about the KSR bar. I know you guys got a new bar. And we're going to talk about that because I've seen a lot of videos, seen Ryan Lemon on top of the bars, doing champagne things. 
and we're going to talk about all that. But what are your expectations for the rest of the season? You know, heading into the SEC schedule, heading into these really crucial non-conference games against Carolina, Utah, Seton Hall, and Louisville, what are your expectations for this basketball team? Well, they've got about, I think it's five more home games until things get interesting again. And I think they need those. They need to kind of beat up on some teams and get their mojo back a little bit. Uh, I'm not super optimistic about the North Carolina game. I I think it'll be really interesting to see how this team responds to, you know, a marquee opponent in a, in a big non-conference neutral site game. I think that may say a lot about the beginning of the SEC season. You know, if Kentucky gets a big confidence boost off that, they'll need it going into the SEC slate because that's not easy at all. I mean, the SEC is real this year. You've got not just Tennessee and Auburn, but LSU and Florida. You've got some good teams. Exactly. So, I think they're definitely going to have some losses along the way, and, and that's probably a good thing. I, I don't see them being able to knock off Tennessee at, at, in Knoxville or, or even Auburn in Alabama. I just I don't see that happening. I, I think that each of those will be really, really good tests for this squad. And, you know, it's all about March. So hopefully they can take their lumps along the way and learn from it. You know, and I, I hope so too. Let's talk about the new the new KS bar. Let's talk about it. I want you to tell everybody about it and, and especially tell some funny stories about Ryan Lemon and Drew Franklin getting on top of the bar, especially after that Florida game and giving everybody champagne showers. I thought I thought the bar was gonna burn down after that. I, I did too. I'm I'm a partial investor, so I was a little worried. <laughs> but it's great. Um if you haven't had a chance to get up there, definitely the next time you're in Lexington make it part of your game day routine. Yeah, they've got we've got a really great setup and if you go to a football game, come pre game at the bar and take the shuttle over to the game. Or if you're going to a basketball game, come by before and after. It's only about a mile mile and a half from Rub. So it's pretty close and it's it's a lot of fun, you know. We're it's kinda of been always a weird little dream of mine to own a sports bar. So the fact that I'm in on this is a lot of fun for me and the food is awesome. You know, everybody just thinks about going to the, you know, going to KSR and having a good time. But the food is great. And as you've seen, you know, on Twitter and, and social media, it's it's already been the site of some classic KSR moments. Like you said, Ryan getting on the bar and, and taking his shirt off, which if that isn't burned into your corneas, I don't know what will be. <laughs> it's just going to be a great place to celebrate. Hopefully, a lot of really good Kentucky memories to come. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to coming and visiting y'all at the KSR Bar. And tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. I want to thank you for coming on the show. By the way, you're a great friend of uh, the show and a great friend of mine as well in the media business. I, I greatly appreciate you. Hey, anytime. I mean, us cat fans in Tennessee have to stick together. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Tyler KSR. And obviously, follow us on KentuckySportsRadio.com. We've got posts up every hour, it feels like. So we're, we're the place to be. And if you're in Lexington, go to KSR. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Ms. Thompson. I hope you have a great week, and go Cats.